everybody. Welcome to today's Agent Pursuit meeting with Greg Dudar. So today we're talking to Greg because you are known at CIR, which Notorious. where we're from, <laughs> as a systems guy, Ugh. which is funny because you don't necessarily think of yourselves as a system guy because you are also humble as well as being a systems guy. Oh, wow. Um, but we recently, had a we recently had a top producer session. There was 50 of us there. And one of the things that the group ended up talking about was systems building and scheduling your day and how do you accomplish a lot while still maintaining some balance and having a life. And you ended up facilitating that group, not by choice. but It was the Greg Dudar show. Yeah. It was. And everyone was just peppering you with all of these questions. So I thought, let's bring you to the masses, <laughs> um, which is why we're here today. So your big takeaways after watching this meeting with Greg are going to be how to obtain a little bit more balance, get more efficient, build great systems, and still be a kick-butt realtor who gets to do a ton of business. So no pressure. Um, that's what people are going to learn for you today. So thank you for being here, Mr. Dudar. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So let's go back to the beginning. Okay. You were born in a little small hospital. I'm yep. just, <laughs> no, you have, you have tiny, a tiny, tiny town. That's right. That's right. You had a diverse um, real estate experience. You had a diverse real estate experience before even starting as a realtor. Absolutely. Tell us about your past. Well, I've always had a passion for homes. That has been sort of that, that common thread. piece and thread in, in everything that I've done. So I started out, I'm a certified architectural technologist, so I was designing custom homes. I realized that I had no idea what I was drawing, so I actually physically went on site, as they called it, an assistant property manager. And I functionally have done every trade. So from surveying to excavating, cribbing, framing, all the way through to putting a spit polish on the house at the end. Oh, you are a good husband. So, yeah. Well. Someone's lucky. Sharon's lucky she has you as a husband. <laughs> oh. So then after I uh, worked with a company, I decided that I would start my own. Yeah. And we did a lot of things right. We did a lot of things wrong, which, uh, you know, I always say that the, the only failure is the failure to try. Yeah. So we uh, learned a lot of lessons, and that actually helped springboard us to becoming a very boutique renovation company that then grew into a boutique new home building company. So we were building 1.1 .1 to 1.5 million house only was sort of our pocket. Mm -hmm. um, and then completely out of the box thinking. When everybody's traveling this way, I have a tendency to go this way. It's far easier to make an impact going against the grain than trying to be one of the masses going with the grain. Mm -hmm. So through the different concepts that we had within the business and the different levels of service that we offered, uh, especially in custom home building, that was recognized by a multinational builder. And then that builder asked for our little company to come underneath their umbrella. And they took the model that I'd created and they used it as the custom home building model for all of North America. Wow. Then the big money crash hit yep. and I walked into the ivory offices one Wednesday afternoon and they said uh, just letting you know that tomorrow morning we're shutting down the entire custom division. Wow. So that was that was a My real body has uh, yeah. so you know 15 oh. years in the building and uh, thanks to somebody else's name being on it uh, I really realized that I had no say in what wow. was happening. So I took the time. Uh, we were at a place in our lives. I've been married for just about 30 years. I've got two great kids. Congratulations. Thank you. And we have, um, we wanted to take a look and say, what should, could, and would this next chapter of our lives look like? 
So I actually took the time and my wife and I built our own house. Uh, I've, I've built involved in the building of just about 1,100 houses. So to build our own was a lot of fun. And uh, through that experience, we ended up having to sell our existing house so that we could finish building the first house. And um, let's just say that through that experience, I decided it was time to get my own real estate license. Ah, interesting. There's, there's surprisingly and sadly um, quite a few people who say that they became a realtor because their experience wasn't great. And yeah. they, I mean, there's also some people who say, I had a great realtor and I loved it. But Absolutely. unfortunately, too many who say, I know that I can do better at this than my experience. And it's, um, if, if you do the study, they actually don't rank realtors very high on the trusted yeah, totally. schedule. Um, so I figured, you know what, I'm not going to be able to change the industry. I'm not going to be able to change the world. But I can probably change the experience for the people that I get the opportunity to help. So then I was, at that time, I had just started doing a reality TV show that was in town here. I was going to mention that. I said you were <laughs> yeah. a reality TV show star. Yeah, well, not a star. Let's just go <laughs> a cast member. Uh, but the after... only celebrity we know. No, oh, thanks. So we call <laughs> you a star. <laughs> so we, uh, we didn't get picked up after our second season. Um, and it was time to, you know, get back to work and start doing something. Doing the TV show is just not reality. Yeah. Uh, as I'm used to it. I, I was brought up in a family where you work really, really hard. You work until your work is done. Um, and you make sure you're doing the absolute best you possibly can. When you get into the TV world, it's, it's different. It's, a, it's just a different scenario. So I had to get back into the day-to-day. -day and I figured, how do I want to do that? And my wife and I had talked. And um, without trying, we had had people recognized what we had done when we'd sold our own home and then they had told two friends and then they had told two friends and they had told two friends so I said you know what like the MLS real estate is it provides you with flexibility we want to do some travel we do like to do some outreach work um, it provides you with the opportunity to set up your day the way that you want your day set up mm -hmm. uh, it's got the opportunity to make some great money yeah. uh, so I thought okay you know Compared to when I was custom home building, from the day I met you to the day your warranty finished was about four years. So there really wasn't a lot of flexibility in that, right. especially as a very small operation. So, so yeah, that's kind of how I ended up getting into uh, MLS real estate. Interesting. I love how you call it MLS real estate. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Because it's true. There are so many ways to be in real estate. That's true. That Absolutely. That have absolutely exactly nothing right. to do. I that's like exactly that. Right. I like that clarification. Yeah. So you get into real estate. Yes. Um, in terms of getting your business going, obviously yeah. you have a very big history in real estate, not MLS, but the other side. So did that transfer over very well, or did you still have to kind of hit the pavement to build that database, get those clients? Um, it, it very well could have. But for the first couple of years that I had my license, I really didn't do anything actively with it. So that transition time, I didn't really spend it very well. Uh, I was busy building the house. I was busy doing the show. I was busy doing all these different things. Right. And all of a sudden, my contacts are all kind of falling away, and I'm not even really realizing it. So yeah, there was a lot of ground pounding, a lot of uh, database building. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so what worked for you then? Because going yeah. up, like you, you ended up getting to the point that you were really busy. 
Well, can, yes. and, and, just to, and just to qualify Lindsay's question, there's a lot of people watching that are in the same boat. You right. know a lot of people, you have a big sphere of influence. Unfortunately, through the years, whatever's happened, you've just kind of lost touch with that group. Right. And you, you, how do I get back into it? So one of the biggest challenges that I have is that I have got a, a love of excellence. And if I haven't had excellent contact with you over the last two years, I feel very uncomfortable reaching out and going, hey, by the way, it's Greg calling. I know I haven't talked to you in a couple of years, but did you know I'm in MLS real estate now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to be that cheesy realtor. I didn't want to be... Yeah, like, yeah. I, like, like I didn't care about you for the last yeah, two years, but, but now, now I, that but I need now to make a my sale, best friend. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, so I actually did the whole thing very wrong. Um, I tried different systems and different processes that were working for other people, but they weren't working for me. Um, you know, build a website, and then you're just going to get hundreds of hits on your website, and then you can just contact these people. So I built the website and didn't get a single hit yeah. because I'm not a website builder. Yeah. So then I actually had to drill it down to who am I and what is the path that I want to follow. So largely, um, with the... I believe in coaching. I'm a lifelong learner. I love yeah. to continuously learn. So one of the things I did is I hired a coach. Um, I had no idea what I was doing in MLS real estate. It, it's a very different animal. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing, so I went into a coaching program. And uh, through the coaching program, they really resonated with me because they said, we want to help you build a business. We don't want to help you build a transaction to transaction action. Right. So that's what I did. And I started to build a business and uh, made some really smart moves. And I made some moves that really weren't, didn't work out the way that I planned. But that's OK. Um, the biggest piece of advice that I would be able to give is understand who you are and understand the path that you want to follow. But most importantly, understand why you want to follow that path. If you understand your why, the what's will come to you. Right. If you try and focus on what's, you're going to lose grip, you're going to lose traction, you're going to lose momentum, you're going to lose motivation because you, they're not backed up by a why. Yeah. So would, an, so would a good example, and correct me if I'm wrong, but so would a, would a good example of a bad what, so what didn't work out, be the website and the lead generation? Yep. And then what would be a good why? What was one of the good things that did work that you did that felt very true to who you were and, and what your 10-year why was so, as far as business building? Sure. Um, I'm very much uh, of a servant's heart, uh, and I love to give people good service. Uh, and it doesn't matter what, where I am or what setting I'm in. I always want people to have the absolute best time that they possibly can. So that's who I am in my middle. So going into more of a repeat and referral, uh, rather than going out and finding new people, talk to the people that you already know and provide value to them and provide service to them and continue to provide service to them. Um, and that, that has been a game changer for me in my, in my personal business. Now, I also know people that have gone the website route, but they understand websites. Absolutely. And they know how to build them. Yeah. And they know how to do that. What I was finding is, is that I would say, okay, websites, well, they can't be that tough. So I'd be able to do them like 25% really good. And well, database management, well, how tough could that be? So I'll do that too, 
but I'm only doing it like 25% good. And then door knocking. Door knocking, absolutely very powerful, but I don't really have a lot of time, so I'm only doing it like 25% good. And 25% good across the board gets you 25%. Yeah. You're not really good at anything. Yeah. yeah. So your focus became repeat and referral. Absolutely. And that got busy very fast. Uh, oh, yes. That got busy there. And, and there's, and that could be, that could be a whole other interview that we talk about sure. because you are so great at nurturing people and providing those experiences, which is why you're so busy, which led to your husband. You have a lot of interest. One of the things I love about you is um, the story you tell where if, some, if somebody asks about you, you never start with your career. Correct. You start about all of the other things that are about you, your family, your passions, your interests, because that's important to you. Uh, that's who I am. That's who you are. So you have this incredibly busy business now, right. but that who you are is very important to you in maintaining that. So suddenly, why we're here today talking about this, the systems became a very big deal because mm. your days started getting carried away from you very, very quickly. Yeah, it was, uh, I guess the aha moment uh, was when I got into, got invited to the top producer dinner and it was the top 10 in the company. Um, and I'd done this only after being active for a few years. And I thought, wow, I have, this is it. This is like the pinnacle. This is absolutely awesome. Uh, and then I started looking around and, and one of the, I'm, I love phrases and I love yeah. um, quotes. And one of the ones that I've kind of come up with myself, because I also love boats, is uh, <laughs> check your wake. Um, oh, check don't, your don't wake. Don't be scared to look behind you. And oh, I, what are you leaving I looked wake? behind me that. and I saw that the relationship with my wife was starting to falter. Uh, the relationship with my kids wasn't as strong as what I wanted it to be. It had been months since I'd been out with friends. Hobbies that I used to enjoy were now not even a distant thought. Uh, but I had this great little uh, glass ornament, and I thought, this is, this is great, but this is not true to who I am. I'm, I've never wanted to be... Uh, the top producing age, like the, the, the titles and the, the accolades are not, not my thing. Um, if I can do the best job that I can for you and do the best job that I can for you, then that's where I get my sense of self-worth. And I felt that I needed to take a look at my priorities. Yeah, that's what I want to ask you next. And I needed to kind of not change them, just reassess them. You know, like, who doesn't want to be a millionaire? Yes. Well, now I can honestly say I don't want to be a millionaire. I would love to live a millionaire's lifestyle. I would like to be able to make choices when I want to make choices and travel to places that I'd love to go visit. But that doesn't take a million dollars to do that. It, there's a better way. There's a system that can help you get there. I want to provide for my family. And I always thought that provision for your family meant making sure there was enough money in the bank account. Well, it's not. It's no, about it's, making sure that, you're that there. when your kids need somebody to talk to, that you're their go-to. And you don't get that overnight. You don't get that by providing another video game. And you don't get that by taking them to Disneyland. You get that by spending time with them. So I, I always wanted to provide for my family. I always wanted to have a lifestyle. I always wanted, I always wanted. But I needed to take those things and understand there was a better way to get there. So the priorities shifted from sort of a a financial and fiscal priority to more of a, um, I'm not going to use the word meaningful, but um, those, those softer items that make a huge deal in life. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the important things. Yeah, the important right? things. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so, so tell us, 
now, so then you have this aha moment where you're like, oh gosh, so you know, financially I've, I've re reached, a, reached a point that you're happy with, but it's just like, but at the expense of what? What'd you leave in your wake? Yep. And then what did you start assessing that you needed to stop doing? What were the things that you said, oh my gosh, I'm doing all of this, ignoring this, so I need to reassess. So talk about the, the tangibles in your business where you looked at and just said, I need to really reassess these specifics, the, the sort of the stop doing list. Well, the, um, I have a passion for excellence. I'm getting better because it used to be a passion for perfection. Um, <laughs> yes, they're, they're different. <laughs> there's yeah. a huge yeah. difference. Yeah. So I, I'm getting better. I'm a recovering perfectionist. Nice. Um, so I needed to stop doing everything because I felt as though that if I was doing it, it was the best that it could possibly be done Yes. because it was the way that I would do it. But then I started to realize after my website didn't work and after my door knocking didn't work that maybe I'm not the best person to be doing all of these things. Totally. So then what I've done is I've actually built a great uh, support core who are the absolute best at what they do and so far exceed anything that I could ever do. And by being able to delegate that to other people, now I can capture that time and put it back towards the things that I'm excellent at doing. And I remember when we, or I remember speaking to you when this transition happened, and I'm very much like you, I hate to delegate and I hate not to do something <laughs> myself. Hate it. And it's, 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 um, it's, it's, it's a disease. It, it, a disease isn't the right word, but like it literally. That's the right word. <laughs> he, know, he knows how bad I am. But it almost makes you feel a little bit sick, like letting go right. of some stuff and trusting is, um, you have struggled with it. I know as you, because let's talk a little bit about your team. You hired on an assistant, sure. you started working with some other people, and that was hard in the beginning for you. I remember that was oh, really hard. Oh, hiring them was easy. Letting them do anything was, was really the hard. hard part. Totally, I'm the same way. I'd like 20 so, staff, but none of you can. I, I want right. you there, but but none yeah. of you are actually going to do anything. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> giving other people the opportunity to shine really has taught me a lot. Um, I'm good administratively. I'm good creatively. I'm. I, you know those those tests that you do where you've got the the four yeah. quadrants and you. So my dot, I've done this four times, and my dot is dead center of the graph every my single time. My dot's dead center of the graph, too. So, no way. My so dot you know, is not dead center. I thought it was so <laughs> unique. They call this the uh, heart attack condition or the ulcer condition. I didn't look at that. I didn't because know. Because you, you want everything, As I brag right? about being right in the center. You, you want it fast, but it has to be perfect. You want it perfect, but it has to be inexpensive. You want it inexpensive, but you want it fast. And, and those dots don't connect. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Right. So then, rather than seeing this, this as a I can problem, leave now and Greg will just finish off with this. <laughs> you can come to my support group. That's right. He's <laughs> like, please go to support group. So what I understood is that while I am capable of thinking in all four different quadrants at an equal strength, that's not necessarily what my strength is. Right. If I was to take somebody like a Lindsay, who's that energetic, that, that marketing, that go-getter kind of a person, get it done guy. Who's like, whose dot is right up there, which yeah. means that he really kicks butt at that Absolutely. Dot. Totally. Far better for me to let Lindsay yeah. play in that top quad quadrant than for me to pretend that I can play in that quadrant. Yeah. So then I just, I stopped doing everything 
And uh, realistically, I've broken the business out now into what do you need a real estate license to do and what don't you need a real estate license to do. Let's talk about that. Okay. Because I think for a lot of people listening, that is a really big one in terms of being like, what is it that I need to do and what is it that I don't need to be let's, doing? Let's table that for one second because okay. that's okay. a good question here. Let's okay. begin the process. How'd you begin? Oh, sorry. But let's go into, um, paint the picture for us really quickly about you're busy, you're focusing on the wrong priorities, mm -hmm. and what did the day-to-day -day look like there? And then take us to what the day-to-day -day looks like today. Oh, okay. uh, absolute night and day. So, so what is paint a picture for us of the day-to-day, because -day, I think it might resonate with some realtors yeah. who are out there. They're living the whirlwind and That's the true. chaos. Right. So, so, you, so, pre, so previously, your day starts at what time, and what does it look like? So um, I'm not a morning person, yeah. never been a morning person. And uh, my days, when I was first starting out, my days would start between, I take about an hour in the morning, uh, and I do a private reading time, a prayer time, a devotional time. Nice. Uh, and then I start at about 9 o'clock. And then I would, you know, start doing things, and then I would work until about 5. But I was just new in real estate, and I really didn't have a lot to do. Yeah. So by virtue of the fact that I love being busy, I built a lot of steps into a process that are completely unnecessary because it made me feel really good. So then, and I've got this, this thing in the back of my head where regardless of how busy I get or how many clients I have, not a single one of them will receive a lesser level of service than anybody else prior to them. Right. So then the businesses start to pick up and two friends tell two friends and I start getting a little bit better at what I'm doing and you, know, you learn a little bit more and you learn from your mistakes and you learn from what you did right and everything's ramping up. So now I'm getting up at seven and I'm going with my private time until eight and I'm working until, you know, 6.30 or 7 o'clock at night. And then you continue to go and you continue to go. And pretty soon I'm getting up at 7 o'clock. My private time now is down to about 20 minutes. Uh, I'm tired. And I'm working until 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night. And you know, you're not going to the hockey games. You're not going to the soccer games with your no. kids. And you're not going on date night with your wife. Um, and then it got to a point where I was getting up at about 6.30. Uh, no private time, and uh, working through until 8 or 9 or 10 o'clock at night, uh, later if you're working on a deal, yeah. and then going to bed and thinking about all of the things that have fallen off the cart because you haven't had time to do it. Just lie awake in bed. Uh, yeah. And so now you're not sleeping, and then you wake up, and then the next morning the phone rings, and you go, oh, are you kidding me? Another client. The last thing I want right now is another client. You start to resent the business. Oh my gosh, it was, it was ugly. It was terrible. It was and, just terrible. And what do things look like now? Um, I get up about 8 o'clock, and I have about an hour of private time. And I typically work until about 5 or 6 o'clock at night. Uh, of course, if you're working with a client on a deal, yep. that, that goes later. Um, typically, I don't work on weekends. Um, I've just figured out systems and processes that where my clients are actually receiving better service now with me doing less than when I was doing everything. And that's beautiful. The business just continues to grow. It's just. So now, now take us back to the beginning because your question is okay. perfect about um, you said you, you divided up in the business into different sections. Yes. Unlicensed is licensed. Tell us about that. So I realized that a good chunk of my day was spent doing things that I didn't need a real estate license for. So part of my uh, 
system that I've created is I always deliver a pre-listing or pre-buying or pre-listing and buying package to my clients at least two days before I go and visit them. And the creation of this, I was stuffing envelopes and putting business cards into folders and you know, calling up the courier and getting the stuff sent over. Or if I was going to be close, I would just do a little detour because you know, I got to have it cheap. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yep. got to be inexpensive. Yep, yep. So if I'm driving by and I can you know, not blow a lot of time, then I'll just drop the package off myself. Um, what I've actually got now is I've got a person, I call them my runner, uh, and they deliver everything for me. I don't, I don't hire courier companies. I don't do any of that. I hire typically stay-at-home moms um, because they... You have a little bit of flexibility in a few hours during their day. Absolutely. And, and my systems are set up where you don't need to do it right now. If you do it any time between today and Thursday afternoon, We're good. you're golden. Yeah. And um, I've got my wife working with me now, and uh, she is my runner. Yeah. She takes care of all of those things. She also, oh man, I couldn't even begin to put a list together of the things she does. When we go to a she's house- She's phenomenal. I might like her better than Greg. <laughs> she's, she's, she's amazing. She's, you she's should awesome. like her better yeah. than Greg. Um, she actually will go to the houses before we list, and she'll walk through the entire house. And if we're using the client's furniture and, and furnishings and accessories, she'll actually go through and reorganize everything and suggest different things that need to be done. She installs all of our point of purchase materials. We do a lot of point of purchase materials. Um, one of the things, huge time saver, huge time saver. In my purchase agreements, when I'm working with a buyer, I write down that the seller agrees that my assistant can facilitate the home inspection. Perfect. So now Sharon goes and she actually, I give her a one day code or get a one day code from the other realtor, yep. give it to Sharon. She goes and she spends a half an hour on the road, two and a half hours at the home inspection and a half yeah. an hour afterwards doing that, which not only does it free me up, but it also gives my clients the peace of mind that I'm not influencing the inspection. Right. Totally. Right. So this is a perfect example of where my clients are actually getting better service, because but it takes me it. less time. Yeah. And I, I again, it's like example. the seller with the seller's uh, permission. That's totally great. Absolutely. Yeah. That's totally Make sure you got it written down because Krebs yeah. still thinks that uh, home inspectors don't aren't licensed, insured, or bonded for some yeah, yeah. reason, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The rules are the rules. You got to play within the rules, but yeah. like the yeah. last with five this, seconds yeah. of a basketball game can take three minutes to play. That's right. <laughs> I like it. I like the it. rules can be used to your benefit as well. So that's great. So you started dividing up these tasks. And as far as what was still very important that you did, <coughs> yes. um, the real estate license task, yes. what is that to you? Uh, well, actually, I took everything. So we have a mantra in our office, and it's everything on purpose. So every single thing that I do, I make sure that it's done on purpose. If I'm going to have a phone conversation with somebody, I actually will take time to role play that conversation in my head or with somebody else if they're there to try and direct the conversation where I believe the conversation needs to go. Having that practice allows me to take my conversation that would have been 10 minutes, becomes three minutes. Three minutes of practice makes it six minutes. So I'm still 40% ahead, and I'm achieving the goal that I was after. So again, achieving more, 
doing less. Well, it means you might not need a second call if the first call doesn't go well. Absolutely. And the second call could be 20 minutes. Yeah, and how many times have you been on the phone and you say something and you go, oh, that is not what I should have said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. those moments are gone, which then adds to the client's sense of professionalism um, and, and my care and attention and how much I really want the best for them, not the best for me. Yeah. So tell, tell us about the who part of it now, okay. because you had um, your wife yes. um, working with you. Um, who else did you feel is a necessary part of the team, whether they're full-time staff or part-time or people you mm -hmm. call upon to help you out? Uh, well, I've got a, a, an administrative guru. <laughs> Love uh, uh, I'm good at administration, and she blows me out of the water. Um, we just listed a house in West Springs, and so all of our emails are all templated. So every time it gets sent out, you're not rewriting anything. Perfect. You pick it, you change a couple of names, you send it with the attachments. But she'll actually go in and she, to Shane and Kathy, the people that we just listed, um, she added a question. She goes, just confirming that the HOA fee is still $210. And I'm like, HOA fee? <laughs> I, I didn't write anything down about an HOA fee. But she actually went back, took a look at the old listing, saw that there was an HOA oh. fee, put Perfect. it in there for me, asked the question, made sure that it's in the listing. The client is getting way better service. Yeah. And it's not me that's doing it. Well, and part of her job is to do emails on purpose. Uh, everything's on purpose. And that's one of, so I love that because it's not just, and now we send these emails, it's right. your job is these emails on right. purpose. So the care and dedication that goes Correct. into that process is her world. So, and then, so, and again, systemization and, automa uh, and automation are the two things that are going to save time. It, it, it's the only thing that is keeping me down to a truncated number of hours in a day. How many email templates do you have? So, Gabrielle would know. Ish. <laughs> Plus, minus 20? Uh, 70. Wow. That's great. Yeah, if you need a referral to a lawyer that is downtown, uh, so... You have it, wow. Because, everything, because I'm so systemic, I've actually recreated the entire information management platform within our, I call it as a partnership. Yeah. And now, whether it's on my phone, whether I'm here, whether I'm wherever, Gabrielle can be wherever she is. She's my administrator. Uh, wherever she is, she's got access to all of these different things. You go into the new platform, you go into referrals, copy, paste, or attach, um, send it to the client, and it's gone. The information is up to date. Everybody knows what the information is. Everybody knows where to get access to it. She doesn't have to phone me. She doesn't need to call lawyers. She goes, okay, where would you like? So somebody asks you for a referral to a lawyer. And our first question is, fantastic. Would you prefer to have somebody down by where you live in the southwest end of town? Or would you like somebody in the downtown core? Another yeah. level of service. Yeah. But how long did it take us? It takes three seconds for a phone call. She goes and grabs a template, cut, paste, send, gone. Yeah. Two yeah. minutes. That's incredible. Yeah. So we, and I try to systemize every single thing. When we go live with a new listing, we send people an update email through Matrix to let them know what's going on in their comparative market. In that email, the template is already written to give them all of the instructions as to how to sign up on Showing Time. Perfect. Wow. So it just, everything just goes and flows. And this is another thing that I didn't have to do. And 
more importantly to me, because I, everyone, I want everybody to have phenomenal service, we don't miss steps. Yeah. I, oh, well, okay. Gabrielle, this is for you. I do miss steps. Thank you very much <laughs> for telling me that I've missed steps and sending me. So we use um, a program. It's, a, it's a, between uh, Sharon, Gabrielle, and myself. Uh, it's an automated, automatic reminder thing. So if I forget to do is something. That, is, that, is that a certain app or piece yep. of technology? And it all Can ties back it? in uh, Google Keep. Google Keep. Okay. Yeah, so we use Google Keep uh, because it ties into our platform, which is now it's called FileStream. Okay. Uh, and that's where you keep all your documents? Everything. Okay. Everything's in file stream. Nice. Yeah, and that's a, wow. Oh, you told me about, so your, yeah, you keep your folders, everything you everything. have is, is in there, yeah. your life. Everything's in there. Yeah. So what and are, then, oh, sorry. Oh, please, no. And then before a possession, what we do is we actually will, um, we, little old school still, we're going to update this, but we still burn CDs that has got uh, the client's name and their residence address, and thank you for letting us you know, help you achieve more with real estate. It's kind of our catchphrase, achieve more. Yeah. Um, and then we have all of their pictures on there, and we've got all their documents on there. And out of the hundreds of transactions really we've nice. done, I don't think any single person has ever looked at it other than for maybe the pictures. Mm -hmm. uh, Doesn't matter. But it's a constant reminder that, hey, real estate, who should we go and call? Who should we talk totally. to? Totally, yeah. Some How people say send an email. of mind of knowing that, like, Worst case scenario, it's all on that CD, and I don't need to fuss with. Yeah, yeah, with, it's with all the paper. I just when we bought our house, and I think of all the paperwork that I had to touch, and like, oh, like, you should have hired a good realtor. Should have, should have, <laughs> but it's mentally stressful. Like that's just, a, that's just nice peace of mind right. to hand to somebody. So for me, because I'm also I love technology, and everything is automated, everything's systemized. I figured, great, we'll just send them an email with a link. Yeah. And my wife and I are not the same. My wife uses technology, but it's not her best friend. She says, why don't you just give them a disc? And I thought about it, and I said, okay, well, why wouldn't I give them a disc? It's something tangible. It's something that they can see. Totally. When they open up the drawer in their desk, they're going to see for Real Estate yeah. Partnership, which is the name of our group. Um, they see all of these different things. It's constant reminders. And it's, and it's something, and they're reminded of the service, they're reminded of the experience, they're reminded of everything. If I That's send really you great. a notepad with this on it, yep. probably not going to make it to your fridge. Yeah. But totally. every time you look at it, are you remembering the experience? Are you remembering the service? Or are you remembering the to-do list that you're writing down on that notepad? Mm -hmm. yeah. To-do lists are not positive. I want the reflections and memories of our experiences together to always be positive. Nice. Question that's not on this list, but you said it, and people are thinking it, so I'm going to ask it. You don't work weekends. Well. And you don't have another, okay, but for the most, like other realtors. Sure. Like, other, like some realtors work weekends, right? Like some realtors, it's Saturday, Sunday, it's I'm completely busy, for, which, isn't, which isn't you. So you don't work with another realtor on your team. Not yet. Not yet. So right now, how do you get away with that, if that's the right way to put it? <laughs> so I firmly believe and I explained to my clients that shopping for real estate on a Saturday puts you in the weakest negotiation position that you could ever be in. Clever. That is clever. Because and probably truthful. So a new house comes on the market. You've been waiting for this house in Willow Park. And it's perfectly in your thing. There's an open house. And they've got it listed at $695,000. And again, I've got a system for evaluating what the value of homes is. 
you load in three years worth of data, you don't stick your finger in here and guess. Yeah. So I'm telling you guys, no, 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 that place is not worth 695, it's worth 650 maybe. Yeah. So we want to go take a look at it. You got to go look at it on Saturday. So you go in on the Saturday, and nine or 10 people go in at the open house on the Saturday. And so now you've got 11 people that are in, and then no offers, because the house is priced too high. So then you decide that you're going to write an offer. You know the house is worth 650, and you need to leave a little negotiation space there. So you advise me you want to write at 635. If you were the seller of that house, and you just had 11 people come through your home, what are you going to do with a 635 offer? Yeah, get out. You're, you're going to throw it out. Absolutely, yep. But then, let's say we didn't go on the Saturday, okay? The house is too expensive, which I would really try and get you not to buy because you only have one chance to say what your house is worth and that's when you bought it. Yeah. So I'm going to suggest that let's not go that opening weekend. And if they let, we need, really need to wait for a price adjustment. So now the, price is, the house is overpriced. You've got 10 people that come through at the open house, not you. You've got five people that come through on the Sunday. So 15 people through, no offers. Traffic drops off on uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You might get one, two, three, whatever. Totally. Right? So now you're at 13, 14, 15. You come to the next weekend, you maybe get three or four. And pretty soon you're at 20 viewings, no offers. We go in the following Tuesday. What, are, what is your negotiation position now when you put in your offer at 635? Yeah. It's stronger. And my advice to you is that we actually need to wait for a price adjustment because Willow Park is selling at about 97.5 to 98% of list price. Yeah. So at 2%, we're still not within that 2% gap, and I don't think it's going to sell. Yeah. But I call myself a strategist. I, don't, I don't very rarely will call myself a realtor. I'm a real estate agent or a strategist. Um, and then I, but you have to back that up. Yeah. Yes. And the only way I, I like can back that, that up Good is answer. because I've got systems Yep. And I actually, so I've actually got, I don't use scripts. I think scripts are antiquated. Sorry to all you people that use scripts. <laughs> um, I know how I speak. When I was doing the TV show and I had to do the original audition, they had a script for me that I needed to read. Yes. And if they were not the words that I would use. It is not the, yes. you know, the way that I would frame sentences. It's not the way I would talk in paragraphs. So I asked them, I said, can I change this so that it's actually me? Yeah. Like, I'll say the same stuff, yeah. but I'll say it like Greg, not like yeah. Mike Ferry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have what's called storyboards. And in storyboards, you need to, there's certain things that you need to ask, and there's certain things you need to say. There's certain information you need to get. How you get those three things, entirely up to you, because it needs to be fluid with conversation. It has to be natural coming from you. But you still have the storyboard. Yeah. Love it. So in the storyboards, I talk about when we sit down and we find a house that you're going to love, this is what's going to happen. This is how I'm going to create this. I will tell you what the difference is between listing price and selling price so that we know what that gap is. And then two weeks later, all of a sudden, we're in that position. And I'm doing exactly what I said I was going to do. Yeah. Love it. And I've got all the backup, and I've got all the systems, and I've got all the processes, and I've got all the data. You can talk to somebody who loves data, and I'll go through an entire sheet, spreadsheet format with them, and they just love it. Yeah, yeah. And then there's other people that hate data, and I'll look at it and go, see all this stuff? 
you don't ever have to worry about it. <laughs> Because I'm taking care of all of it for yeah, you. Yeah. And they go, thank goodness. <laughs> right? So, and again, this... But still showing uh, it matters. So going backwards, again, part of the system is that you have to understand the personality type of the person that's sitting across the table from you. Yes. Yeah. You cannot treat everybody the same way. You will not have the same success. So would you say, are there some specific systems in your business that have made higher impact with others? You're like, here's a couple I can live without, but... These ones are just yeah. absolutely critical. Like, yeah, maybe let's, maybe let's say your top two. Okay. I'm sure you have many. Uh, I do have quite a few. Uh, I would say that my best by far is my database, my client relations management that I use. Um, as for which one to use, I tried a couple of different ones. Yep. Um, I really don't think there's a lot of difference. The beauty or the strength in a database is not in what the database can do. It's what the database can do with the information that you put into it. Totally. So I've created my own, I have an automated process by which I keep in touch with people for five years after they've either bought or sold. Mm -hmm. Of those connections, we call them touches in yeah. our office, uh, out of the, that five year of connections, about 20% of them are phone calls. So I keep in touch That's with great. people. Our, our program, our Touches program, is designed to touch every client 32 times a year. Wow. So out of that, I'm talking to them physically, either face-to-face -face or on the phone, four to six times a year, depending upon, okay, so we've got everybody categorized as to whether they're an advocate, whether they're a supporter, whether they're what we call theory of a thousand jolts. They'll refer you, but they yeah, don't yeah. really care. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. not their thing. They're not invested yeah. in your success. Correct. And I've got other people that... Um, Raven fans. Uh, I got a text message as I was walking in here from a couple that I helped move into a condominium up in uh, Citadel. And she says, hey, just letting you know that I passed along your card to another one of my coworkers. She's probably given me seven or eight referrals. Wow. So she gets um, more face-to-face, -face, more communicative Absolutely. than other people do. Again, it's what can I do and where can I spend my time? Um, and your, the way that you structure your database, your algorithms that are in it, Everything kind of, does it for you. It moves people to the top based off of ways you rank. Okay. So I wake up in the morning. Yeah. I do my hour. Yeah. Uh, I then open up my database program, and I've got a task list. And I've got seven so that's or eight tasks. the first tasks. thing you touch is your database yeah, ta task, task list. Absolutely. Yeah, emails. Oh, that's another story. Um, so when I hit my database task list, I'm, I'm sharpest in the morning. Mm -hmm but not right when I wake up. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. So that's when I do, you know, uh, after I've been up for an hour and I've had a cup of coffee, I can really get a lot of stuff done because the first part of my day I'm largely in control of. The last half of my day, somebody could want to go uh, and write an offer. Totally. You know, something could happen on one of my offers. Something, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. Between 9 and 11, I pretty much know what's going to happen. So that's when I hit all of my task lists. Nice. And I'll wake up in the morning, I'll get to my task list, and there might be seven things there that I need to do. And I know that I need to do these seven things. Those are the most important things. Next best steps. That's another huge thing in our office. What's your next best step? Yeah. So as long as I do my seven things, the rest of the day can go to pot. And I've had a fantastic day. Yeah. That's great. Can you share the software sure. system that you use now for your CRM? Yeah. So like? I use Morse Marketing. Perfect. And the reason that I chose Morse is because it also ties in 
with a news, newsletter mailer. So that's the iExact. Yeah, the iExact. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, I mean, it's. Have uh, had a lot of success with them. And I've got, you know, again, I can send you an email newsletter and it hits your inbox and you just kind of call through stuff real fast. At least I do, so I think everybody does. And you might read it, you might not, whatever. But if you get an addressed piece of mail no. and you open it up and you go, oh, it's Greg's newsletter again, and you rip it up, I've already made that impression. That's one of Somebody, our touches. Somebody's done something with it. Even Correct. if it's throwing it in the garbage, they've still touched and done something. Do you remember back when, we, well, back when I was in school, it was a long time ago, <laughs> they used to tell you to write down on your chalkboard uh, the notes that you had because it would help you remember. Yes. Yes. So the more senses, again, I did a huge study on how the non-conscious mind works. The more senses you can engage in any experience, the stronger impact it's going to have. So having somebody physically open an envelope or even take the envelope and throw it away is far more impactful than an email. I love that. I had a client told me they were waste, I was, we were wasting our time by keep sending them that envelope. And you got divorced a year later. Yep. And it was just like, hey, Lindsay, uh, how's it going? And I'm like, oh, really? look yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a so buddy of mine. So, yeah, and it's, it, we have, uh, so what we've done is we've actually branded uh, candies that we leave in each one of our uh, houses that we have listed. And from the marketing on the package of the candy, I actually got a, a client. Beautiful. So again, I'm not going to go to Safeway and grab a handful of Werther's and put them in a bowl. Everything on purpose. Candy on purpose. Yeah. Candy on purpose. Pens on purpose. I love it. Feature sheets on purpose. Everything on purpose. So we, we, have, we have to wrap up. We're at time. So we missed it. We missed a few things. I, we should, we'll have a Greg do our part two, promise. <laughs> if you were to give one piece of advice to somebody who has no systems and are running in a complete sense of utter chaos. Check with their heads cut off, busy yeah, They don't even know where no to idea. start because they're so busy that thinking of implementing the system, they're too busy for that. Right. What would your, what would your starting point be? Because you've been there. Well, my starting point was taking about four months and not really doing any real estate and starting to build the systems. Yeah. For people um, who can't afford that. That was not, and I would, I would tell people never do that. Okay. I don't, I don't think don't that do that's that. a good choice. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Not, that was one of those things that I tried yeah. and it didn't work so well. Um, boy, what would the first thing be? Understand what your path is. If your path is going to be uh, repeat and referral, then you have a database management program. That, that's the first thing that you need to System, do. Systemize that because your Correct. business is going to be X. Understand your why. And then once you understand your why, I'm a person who loves the internet. I'm a person that loves Facebook. I'm a person that loves door knocking and meeting my neighbors. I'm a person that loves being involved in my community. Uh, uh, Dean and Loanne, yeah. they're killing it in Mackenzie Town because yeah. they love their community. Yeah. But that's who they are, that's who they're true to, and that's what they focus their time, their effort, and their energy on. Yeah. So pick your why and then choose to focus your time and Correct. energy on that. You have to know what your why is. And actually, to add to that, you mentioned taking four months off, and well, that's an ex extraordinary amount of time um, for that. Um, freeing up a little bit of time, maybe the buyer sign calls you get, you refer out to another agent. You have sure. to create that piece of time so you have a little bit of white space in your calendar, as mm -hmm. we call it, in order to sit down and say, okay, 
what's my next action step? What's the next best action step I can take on this? Because otherwise, you know, it'll always be that whirlwind. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've seen many people that have to take a 10% hit to their income in order to, or even more, but in order to free up their life moving forward. It's right. a half step bad to take 10 steps forward. Right. So. so what I can tell you is that when my systems first started, my two favorite words in the world are effectiveness and efficiency. My, my systems were somewhat effective, somewhat efficient. My systems now are highly effective and they are highly efficient, but it took me years yeah. to get them there. So yeah. the other thing that I would suggest is if, if you can find a good group to join that has the same be core beliefs and the same understandings as what you have, take an honest, serious look at that. Yeah. If you take a look at dentistry offices nowadays, you're not going out and hanging your own plaque. Yeah. You're going out, you're becoming part of a group because you've got that perfect administrator, you've got that perfect office, you've got that perfect presentation. I can get you working th where 70% of your time is being taken away from, from all the administrative duties, allowing you to do all the things that you're great at. Right, yeah. so, so maybe talk to some different people and... Um, collaboration. I, I think that, well, tell me what isn't a collaboration and yeah. specialization these days. Totally. Absolutely. So that's another option for people um, if, they're, if they're interested in traveling that path. Yeah. Greg. I love it. Thank you, Greg. Your information has been so good. Well, I, I, and, I feel and, like I've been very scattered, so... Yeah, no. <laughs> well, we've, we're, we're, we've basically asked you to talk about 100 things in 45 minutes, so yeah. if you have been, it's our fault because we've asked you so many questions, and <laughs> yeah. you're, you're great. Thank well, you. Thanks. It, you know, because everything is so interconnected, it, it's like a bowl of spaghetti. You can't just pull out one question. No, one question shakes so the whole thing. So Absolutely. Yeah. And we that's appreciate the your time. Well, you're we're, very welcome. We're going to have you. you back again to talk about okay. something if you'll have us because you are. Oh, I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to share information. I'd love to help people. Outstanding. Thank you very much. You're very we, welcome. We appreciate it. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. And thank you to Craft for uh, lending for us their been. awesome space to do this. We are going to be posting this interview on our agentpursuit.com website if you want to go back and get a couple nuggets because there are a lot of really good nuggets. So you can find us there. And uh, yeah, thank you very much, everybody, and have a really Great day. Awesome. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.